The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. What's up, everyone, and welcome back for another episode of the QB Factory Reboot brought to you by SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. We are recording on Tuesday, January 11th. And after falling to the Dallas Cowboys on Saturday night, 51 to 26, the Philadelphia Eagles wrapped up the regular season nine and eight. But, you know, at the end of the day, who really cares? This game was meaningless. The Eagles did not even play their starters for a majority of the game. And the Cowboys, under on the other hand, played majority of their starters through like the third quarter. Like I said, this game was meaningless, so it's no point to stay here but so long. But we're going to touch on what we saw from that loss. We're going to touch on what we saw from Gardner Minshew. We saw some things from Dak Prescott as well. And then we're going to move forward. We have some playoff football to talk about. The Eagles are going to be playing the Tampa Bay uh, uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the first round of the playoffs. So they're going up against Tom Brady, this is going to be a really big deal. We're going to touch on what to expect from them. They're going to play on Sunday, January 16th. That game is going to take place at 1 o'clock p.m. And also, we had the college football playoffs national championship game last night, so we can touch on that a little bit and what we saw from some of those players as we start talking about the draft as we get closer and closer. But don't forget to rate, leave a written review, stop what you're doing, subscribe to our YouTube channel, follow us on social media at BGN underscore radio on Twitter and at Bleeding Green Insta on Instagram. I'm your host, Rachel Prevett. I'm joined by the one and only QB expert, Mark Schofield. What's up, Mark? How are you doing? How are you feeling? I'm doing well, Rachel. I am cold. We yeah. are we here in the D.C. area. It, it is cold today. I was at the bus stop this morning with the kids, and it's just frigid. It's windy. It, it's not fun. Talking with those, some, some of the other parents, I'm very much of the mind. I used to like the snow and the cold and all that. Now I'm at the point in my life where I'm like, give me one snowstorm, get it out of the way, and I'm done. Like, let's move on to Sprite. Like, like, like I'm, I'm done with winter. But like you said, look, Saturday night, whatever. It, it, it happened. It's done. I, I'm re- very, very much ready to turn the page to the playoffs. Um, today's started off point is a quote from a television show. Um, I have started watching 1883, which is the Yellowstone like prequel that you could stream on Paramount Plus. It is a Western. If you can gleam anything from the TV shows I've been referencing, shows about space and shows about like Westerns and stuff. It's like I'm a six-year-old kid again. I want to be an astronaut or a cowboy. I mean, that, that's basically where our head's at. Um, but there's a quote from the, the first episode of 1883 from Sam Elliott, who plays this like grizzled, like former captain. 
And now he's going to be helping these people make the Oregon Trail trek. And his quote is, I hope you brought enough luck for everybody else you're bringing with you. Because that's probably what the story of this game coming up is going to be. Philadelphia's going to have to play a perfect game. And they're going to have to have some luck along the way to, to, to win this to win this game. And a lot of it talks. And these two teams obviously played before. And there's a lot of stuff we can sort of look back at as we start to look ahead. But the theme of my notes here, right here, are basically you could be perfect against Tom Brady and he's still going to find a way to beat you. Talk about it. I mean, you got to talk about it. But we're going to talk about that. I'm going to go ahead and drop my movie slash song lyrics. I revisited High School Musical, my high school oh, musical days. Yeah. You know, fun times. Uh, and there was a song from the first uh, movie. It's called Stick to the Status Quo. And it says, uh, stick to the stuff you know is better by far to keep things as they are. Don't mess with the flow. No, no. Because one of the keys to the game, I think, for the Eagles is to stick to the run game. Yeah. We know that going up against Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are not ranked number one anymore in regards to a run defense, but they are still highly ranked. Yeah. So going in, the Eagles could easily be like, oh my gosh, you know, knowing what we're going up against, that could be an intimidation factor. But if they're being smart and strategic and they know that this has become a part of their their identity and this has been working well for them the second half of the season, they wouldn't just abort the mission. Like run running the ball is what works for you guys, so you got to stick to it. I love that quote, and, and now I have that song in my head. <laughs> Simone absolutely loves High School Musical. And she'll like listen to the songs on her like Amazon Dot, and yes. yeah. So I know exactly the song you're talking about, and I, I think that's that's a really good point. I mean, I don't know where you want to go next, but like total run defense DVOA, defense adjusted yeah. value over average. I mean, Tampa Bay is 12th in the league at run defense DVOA. It's not the best run defense that you will see. Uh, and the Eagles have played tougher run defenses. Washington has mm -hmm. a tougher run defense, for example. But, you know, New Orleans is actually the number one run defense DVOA. Wow. And we saw what the Eagles were able to do to them. And so I think your point about don't be afraid to run the football, stick to what you do well, mm -hmm. is a very good one. Yeah. We know that the t these two teams have met before. You already said that. But both teams are completely different. Yeah, and when they met back, I think that was week six. Yeah, it was a Thursday night. It was like October fourteenth. I mean, yeah. and what's interesting about the run game stuff is, at that point in the in the season, the Eagles were still throwing a little bit more on first down. Like at that point of the season, they ranked eleventh on run plays on first down. They ran it on thirty three point three percent of their first down opportunities at that point of the season. Since then, and overall in the season, we know what the shift has been. And we've talked about it on the show. Right now, nobody runs the football more in first down than the Philadelphia Eagles. They've done it at 46% over the course of the season, and they were at 33 going into that game. And so that status quo that you talked about, this the, the sort of second-half change is going to be, I think, a big part of this game. Now, you have to be effective. You don't have to just run the football at every single play. You have to be effective. I think Jalen Hurts is going to have to use his legs, uh, and we could talk about that as well. But then, look, you know, Chris Godwin is hurt. Yeah. Antonio Brown is taking pictures with, you know, Kanye West. He's gone. Yeah. I mean, yeah. so it, it's a different 
Tampa Bay Buccaneers offense. Like Brady's going to be thrown to some different names, guys that he wasn't thrown to in that previous meeting. So I think that's an important thing to remember as well. Injuries have, are yeah. definitely a huge factor when we're looking at the Bucks. When we're reflecting, they just played uh, the Panthers in their C regular season finale. And in that game, Tom Brady finished 29 of 37 for 326 yards with three touchdowns and zero interceptions. But he also reached 5,000 passing yards for the second time in his career. So, and he's 44. Can't forget yeah. that. Like, he's 44 years old and he's still just dominating. He's still the GOAT. So, there are a lot of threats where there are weaknesses that we already touched on there are threats they still have Gronk who him and Tom Brady together are just dynamic and uh Mike Evans is also a a threat that we need to keep that we need to pay attention to one of my biggest worries is like the Eagles defense particularly the secondary because I think offensively we'll be okay if we stick to running the game like we already talked about the defense I think is going to be an an area of concern because if we can't expect them to like come and completely ball out tom if he gets an early lead it's a wrap yeah and we and, were used to having these slow starts so then you know, yeah that's that's Rachel. that's certainly a concern as somebody that look right there that's yes a Stein, tom brady helmet like as somebody that has watched tom brady and studied him and you know this time two years ago was making predictions hey yeah he's leaving new england he's gonna go to tampa bay like He's going to win. A, I actually wrote when he signed the deal, he's going to win a Super Bowl in Tampa Bay. Like, like for some strange reason, and maybe it's the fact that I'm seven months older than him. So uh-huh. maybe it's the generational thing. <laughs> I, I've got a good feel for what Tom Brady does. The Eagles are in trouble, like, when Tom Brady is throwing the football. And, and here's why. Like, it's hard to beat Tom Brady. It, it's hard to... You know, make Tom Brady make mistakes. It's hard to get to Tom Brady. The playbook, the blueprint that everybody sort of points to is, you know, get pressure with four, pressure in the interior. Like, that's what you do. I mean, that works against pretty much every quarterback. If you can get pressure with four and drop seven, you're going to be okay. If you can pressure the quarterback immediately in the down, you're going to be okay. Uh, I think the trickier thing is how you go about doing that if you're Jonathan Gannon and the Eagles, because the one thing you certainly cannot do is what we call spot dropping. You know, there's different ways to play zone coverage. And traditionally, when I was growing up playing with leather helmets, like you would spot drop, you would just like be a secondary player. You get to a spot on the field in your coverage, whether it's cover four, cover six, whatever, and cover an area. Now we're seeing more pattern matching where, and, and we talked about this with the Dallas Goddard play from a couple of weeks ago, where you might be in a zone coverage, but you're going to relate to players and it might play out like man principles. You can't spot drop against Tom Brady and just sit back there. He will pick you apart. Like he will absolutely pick you apart. You can't really blitz Tom Brady. Like, and I know blitzing Tom Brady has been sort of a, I mean, blitzing from Jonathan Gannon has been sort of a bugaboo this year. Uh, he doesn't blitz enough. They don't press with the passer, things like that. You don't want to blitz Tom Brady but you still have to get pressure with four. So how do you do that? You're going to have to do some of these simulated pressure looks, right? Where it looks like these guys are coming, but they drop and it's these guys that are coming. Tom Brady's slid the line and the protection to the one side. And now you've got a free runner. You're still just rushing with four. You're dropping seven into coverage and hopefully doing some man match pattern match stuff to do it. But you're blitzing him from different angles. Cause if you just say blitz seven and drop four, 
he's going to get it out of his hands like that. He's going to throw it to whoever his check down receiver is, whoever his hot receiver is, and they're going to be off and running. And so you've got to do some different things against him. You've got to really change things up. Does Jonathan Gannon have enough time to sort of do that? That's a concern. Here's the problem, though, Ratio. You can do everything right against Tom Brady. You can do absolutely everything right. You can do all of these, these things I've talked about, and he'll still find a way to beat you. And I've, I've got a play queued up. It's, where is it? It is third and seven, fourth quarter. Ball is on the Philadelphia 45. It's a 28-22 game, and this is back from week six. And the Eagles do everything right from a defensive standpoint. Because, it, like I said, it's third and seven, boss at the 45. It's a 28 22 game. You force a punt, you force a, you know, even a field goal miss or something like that at this point. You've got a chance to win the game. You've got a chance to go back down. Why is my scroll not working here? Um, and maybe take the win. You can certainly do that. So, what the Eagles do is they run sort of a cover one, okay? Single high defender, man coverage across the board, and they run a variation of a one lurk, one robber, one cross, wherever, where they're bringing the safety down. In this case, it's McLeod. He comes down, and his role is to take away crossers, like routes that are working over the middle of the field, crossing from left to right, right to left, whatever. He's brought down to take those away. The other thing that they do is they get pressure with four. Now, it's just, you know, a, a traditional four-man rush. They're not doing anything exotic, but they get pressure with four. They move Tom Brady off the spot. He has to sort of run around, slide around the pocket. So you've got the right coverage call because they're running crossers. they got Antonio Brown and Chris Godwin on crossers. That's what Brady wants to go with the football. You get pressure with four, and you force Tom Brady to move. You've done everything right. Brady still finds Antonio Brown working against both a man coverage defender and that safety that's coming down. He's basically double covered. He slides around, makes a throw. They move the chains on third down, and it's basically game over from there. And that's the difficulty with Brady. That's why I talked about it at the outset. You need luck because you do everything right. You've got the right defense called. You get the pressure with four, all the textbook things to stop Tom Brady, and he still beats you. And also, the Eagles' defense does not have the best luck when it comes to good quarterbacks. Looking at our track record, Jimmy Kempsey literally—I was just going to say—that Kempsey literally yeah. just yeah. tweeted out that chart. I, I might have been yesterday. I don't know what it was, but he tweeted out the chart, and it's looking at opposing quarterbacks' uh, QBR rating versus the Eagles' defense. When we're looking at Dak Prescott, Patrick Mahomes, all of these like talented, good quarterbacks. Their QBR ratings are over 100. And then when we look at like these lesser, not as good, not as talented quarterbacks like a Taylor Heineke, Garrett Gilbert, they're like in the 80s and less yeah. than that. So is that like a concern? Is that like something that you have to keep in mind as well? Because we're going against Tom Brady. He had a 102.1 QB uh, passer rating against the Eagles in week six. The, can you like just like neglect that those numbers? I mean, the, the easy way is make him a spectator, right? Like, you've got to execute on offense and keep him on the sideline. You've got to put together 10, 11, 12 play drives and sort of make him watch the game like everybody else from the stands. Now, I know time of possession is like sort of an old way of thinking about things. Um, 
But in moments like this, when you've seen what he's done to you, I mean, he had a 102.1 quarterback rating in that game. He hit on 81% of his passes. He was 34 for 42. His completion percentage over expected was 12.9, meaning that on the throws he made, he should not have completed them as, uh, to the rate that he did. Like it, like it was like, you know, he would 81% completion percentage, but I think his like expected completion percentage was like 69 or something like that. But he hit on throws he shouldn't have given the coverage, given the situation, given the route and all that stuff because of how good he is. Um, he expected points added per play in that game of 0.35, which is an astronomical number in terms of expected points added per play. Like you've got to try to turn him to a spectator. And if that means sort of run of the football, if that means – you know, you get into a third and seven, you've got to convert third downs. You can't go three and out. You can't give him the ball back quickly. You certainly can't make mistakes and give him a short field. But, yeah, I mean, that chart from Jimmy Jimmy Kavansky is very concerning, you know, because, you know, even a guy like Jared Goff had a 90.6 quarterback rated. And quarterback rated is just one way of looking at it. Obviously, we know how that game against the Lions went, and some of those numbers probably came late in the game when you're throwing against prevent. But, Garoppolo over 100, Brady over 100, Carr, Herbert, Mahomes, Dak in week three. Like, good quarterbacks have had success against them. And the other thing to think about is, you know, you, when you start thinking about the Eagles from a roster construction defensive standpoint, we know the linebackers are a worry, right? The linebackers are a concern, the second level. Well, you know, first and 10, third quarter, 758 in that game back in week six, you see that trap pass look where – you know, you don't have to be successful running the football and great at running the football to be very effective on play action. You need to make your run plays look, your passing plays on play action look like run designs to confuse those linebackers. And this sort of trap pass that they love to run is a great example of it because you pull a guard, right? In this case, they have the left guard, they pull them to the right side. And if you're singleton, if you're a linebacker and you see that guard pulling, what do you think? You think it run. Like they're pulling somebody. So both linebackers come downhill screaming. Now, what do they do? O.J. Howard right behind them on just this short little crosser. Brady's average depth of target in that game was only like 6.7 yards per attempt. Hertz was like 11 in that game. Like he was throwing it deep. Brady's, he's like spreading it out, checking the ball down. This is just like a six-yard throw, but it's wide open because that run look, that trap pass look brings those linebackers downhill. So they're going to have to play really disciplined football, which – yeah, those guys play really disciplined football. I don't know. Like that that's there's a lot that this team is going to do against them. There are very there are myriad ways they will stress you with your reads, your run pass keys and things like that. So there's a lot like I did not get Rachel the warm and fuzzies rewatching that game this morning and studying it. I was just kind of like, man, this is a lot to deal with. Like if you think, you know, of potential opponents like Arizona or the yeah. Rams, like whoever won the West or even Dallas, like, okay, this is a tough matchup. Yeah. It's definitely something that I am worried and nervous and scared about. And it's being real going into the same game. I'm not super confident. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know how you can be super confident. Like, like are, are there things that can be done? Yeah. You, you can, I think Jalen Hurts has to play a perfect game. And he can do that. Like, he's had good games this year. You're going to have to avoid the turnovers. You're going to have to use his legs. Like, you know, he had some scrambles in this game. They tried some designed QB run or, you know, 
zone read type looks earlier in the game that, you know, they didn't go their way, but I, I wouldn't want to shy away from that stuff. Uh, I think there's an opportunity for Hertz to make some plays with his legs. They had some flood concepts that worked. They had one early to Ertz. They had one a little bit later. I, I think he had Quez walk-ins where you've got, and this is a route concept we've been talking about since the inception of the show, vertical, deep out, route to the flat, flood one side of the field. Like you can make some plays. Hertz can make some plays against them. You know, in terms of, how do you fool Tom Brady? You're going to have to do some different things. Like we talked about, you're going to have to do some unexpected things, some things that, you know, he's seen before, but might not be expecting from you, mm-hmm. you know, some pattern match coverage, some zone match, some man match, some peel things off, ex- exchange things differently, you know, and looking at some of the throws and interceptions as Brady has thrown this year, it's been when he's expected somebody on the defense to do X because he always does X and instead he does Y. And maybe you're breaking your own coverage rules to do it. You're taking some chances. You're letting a guy go because you've got a hunch that he's going to throw this route. You might have to take those kinds of risks and you might get burned, but that's the one way you can sometimes confuse Brady and force him into a mistake when you're, you know, and and they had a concept that they called it's holding up for everybody right here. This is from Bruce Arians' playbook. This is their indigo design, right? Where you've got that vertical, then that dig that comes inside. They had a play that went to Antonio Brown for a huge gain, like a 23-yard gain early in the game, where they had that spot drop, but they had the slot defender Maddox was rutted with that vertical route. So they kind of matched that route, spot dropped everything else, and he threw the dig. Well, how do you sort of sort of bait Tom Brady? Maddox then peels off the vertical, passes it off, and traps the dig. Like that's a tough technique to install. Like, that's a roll of the dice for sure. But it's things like that that you're going to have to do to Tom Brady to force him to make a mistake. In Tom Brady's press con- post-game press conference after they played the Panthers, he said, I don't know if this were these were his exact words, but it was along the lines of, this is one of the toughest opponents this season. They're not going in with the mindset that this is going to be an easy win over the Eagles. Tom Brady is he's studying the Eagles and he's preparing for this because this is a really big game for them. They can't go in knowing that the Eagles are the underdogs and just, you know, they're they're still going to come out and they're still going to put in work. It's not going to be easy. They they want to win this game if not more than the Eagles want to win it. Like if they lose to the Eagles, that's going to be a huge upset for the Eagles, but it's also going to be a, a super embarrassing loss for the birds. So yeah. that tells you right there that Tom Brady isn't going to be letting it letting up just because it's the Eagles and they're the number seven seed. I mean, I'm sure Tom Brady, you know, he went to bed at like 8 PM or 8 30 PM Sunday night. Cause he always goes to bed early because yeah. that's just the way it rolls. But I'm sure the last thing he saw before he shut his eyes was, video clip cut-ups of Jonathan Gannon's defense. I mean, yeah. uh, he, he had already turned the page to what he's going to expect to see from the Eagles. Now, look, he's going to be thrown to some different guys, like we talked about. They've got people that are out. He's going to be thrown to a Brashad Perryman. He's going to be thrown to, you know, Darden or Cyril Grayson, some of these newer names. But Brady's been thrown to, like, sometimes no-name receivers dating back to his days in New England when he was throwing at guys like Bethel Johnson in an AFC championship game or Heath Evans, a fullback in the AFC championship game. I mean, you know, it doesn't matter for Brady. Like, not like, new to him, yeah. Yeah, it, it's it's not new to him. The open, the best receiver in his mind is always 
albeit for one year with Randy Moss, where it was just like, Randy's down there. Who cares? He's going to catch it. But his favorite receiver is always the open receiver. I mean, mm-hmm. that's just the way his mind works. He's going to check the football down. He's going to throw to, you know, guys out of the backfield and try to get some favorable matchups, whether it's, you know, Vaughn out of the backfield, Ronald Jones, Le'Veon Bell. Yeah. I mean, if he's got those guys isolated one-on-one against these Eagles linebackers, he's going to be happy to make those throws. He doesn't care that people call him a check down Charlie. He's got how many rings? Yeah. Call him whatever you want. Like, yeah. He'll just block it out with all the Super Bowl rings in his ears. And so he's going to throw to open receivers. He's going to find open receivers. Yes, it's the tried and true get pressure with four. You've got to do it in unconventional ways because, as I talked about in that play we talked about earlier, even if you get pressure with four, he can sometimes still beat you. It's it's just it's maddening how good this guy is at playing the position. It's scary. Yeah. What would you say your your score prediction? Going into this game. God, I mean, I don't know. This feels like a twenty three sixteen game, Tampa Bay. Okay. I mean, I don't think it's going to be some sort of blowout. I think Philadelphia is – they're going to try to run the football. It's a good run defense. Some teams have shied away from running them as a result. But like you said, it's the status quo is, is the best way to sum this up. You're a running football team right now. You run the football very effectively. Like That's what you, that's what you want to do. Make them stop it. And if they show you that, look, they can stop it, then, yeah, you might have to change course. But until the game like either gets out of hand or you just can't do it, run the football. Try to keep Brady a little bit of a spectator. Pick your spots with some play-action stuff with Jalen Hurts. I think with Hurts, you're going to want to move him around a little bit, right? They've got a good pass rush. Move him around in the pocket. Get him on some sprint outs, some rollouts, some boot action stuff, you know, some flood concepts and things like that. Get the screen game involved. But, yeah, you're going to want to make Brady a spectator. So you can keep this game close, and maybe you get a turnover, a big play, full Brady or something. Eagles got a shot to win this game, absolutely. I don't think it's a you know destined for a blowout, but I do think that yeah. I mean, it's Tom Brady, it's the Buccaneers, the defending Super Bowl champions for a reason. There's a reason they're the two seed and you're the seven seed, so they're favored. You got to play a, you got to be damn lucky and play a close to perfect game, if not a perfect game, to win it. I had said something like. 21-17 or like yeah. 21-13-ish. I don't think it's going to be a blowout either. In the game, they won the first... I mean, they lost to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers the first time this season. I think they lost it by six. Yeah. So it wasn't... And they had Antonio Brown back then. Yeah, so, they had Brown. They had Godwin. They made it... That was one of those games where it was like, yeah, they sort of started slowly. Hurts came on in the end. He had a touchdown run. Like, they made it close. It looked like they mm-hmm. had a shot. But then the Eagles had that drive. Wasn't this the game where there was that like penalty? They had a really bad penalty defensively. The game. Yeah. And, and so there was that too. I mean, you're gonna have to play mistake free in terms of penalties, too. You can't you can't yeah. have a third and seven. You get the defense off the field, but oh no, you've got defensive holding or a rough in the passer. And as a Patriots fan, I can say there are sometimes when Tom Brady gets some favorable flags thrown for you know, bumping into or, or grazing by Tom Brady or maybe sneezing on him wrong in the pocket. Yep. Like you got to be disciplined in that respect as well, but they can win this game. It's just going to take near perfection and perfection's hard to do on the football field. Mm-hmm. I wanted to touch on some of the college football championship game action from last night. I'm not going to lie. I fell asleep in the middle of the third, but 
it was it was interesting and I hope that Howie Roseman was watching this game I hope Nick Sirianni was watching this game because when I say draft prospects they need to be taking notes like they need to be looking at some of these guys like looking we need linebackers we need cornerbacks we need safety secondary is like a definite need for the Eagles right now and these both Alabama and Georgia have some like heavy hitters and it was just very impressive to watch. But, yeah. I mean, the, the, the speed on yeah. that field, it's just like you could watch like a big 10 game, but like Michigan and Ohio state. And yes, those are all tremendous athletes. The speed from these two teams, it's just otherworldly. I mean, I, I think in terms of prospects from that game, Dean, the linebacker from yes. Georgia, three down linebacker. He doesn't come off the field on third downs. He can cover, he can blitz, he can rush, he can go sideline to sideline. Linebacker is a need. Do yeah. they draft a linebacker in the first round? I don't know. Mm -hmm. But there are two. Dean is one and Devin Lloyd from Utah, who's probably the better of the two. Mm -hmm. There are two like first-round off-ball linebackers, certainly to keep in mind. And you know, But I, I think, yeah, the, the team speed from these two teams is incredible. Mm -hmm. Will Anderson Jr., I think, was still the best player on the field. And he's I agree. Even, he's not even draft eligible. Yeah. Like, so he, he, you see what happened to Jameson Williams in that oh. knee injury. And yeah. if you're Will Anderson, it's like, you know what? I'm done. Mm -hmm. I'm often out. Like, he won't do it, obviously. And to his credit, Nick Saban had a great moment at his press conference where he was sitting between – their quarterback, Bryce Young, and Will Anderson, and yep. both guys were dejected. And the person running the, the press conference was like, all right, well, Bryce and, and Will, you can go. And they started to go and save and sat him down. Yeah. Yeah. And he was like, these guys said that they take responsibility, but we wouldn't have been here without them. Mm -hmm. Like, re reflective Saban is rather unnerving. I will say that, Rachel. Yeah. Because, you know, he had, and it was a beautiful moment at the press conference. He had the moment with Kirby Smart where he was just like, you kicked our butts in the fourth quarter, like tremendous mm -hmm. job. And that, like, Saban seeming like pensive and reflective is unnerving because, like, he's, he's, now something also tells me that he's just like, yeah, I'm saying the nice things now, but you better believe I'm, I'm going scorched earth 105 to nothing, everybody on everybody next year. And oh, yeah. He might do that. But, no, as far as prospects, I think Dean certainly somebody to watch. Yep. Williams, because of the injury, mm -hmm. maybe slides a bit, and the Eagles would love to pair another receiver across from Devonta Smith. Yeah, I mean, could you imagine an offense next year with Smith and Williams, or even John Mechie, who yeah. was injured already for Alabama? Mm -hmm. He's probably going to be now in the, a second round type of player, and so, yeah. but and and George Pickens, the wide receiver from Georgia, that came back from that, his injury. That catch was insane. <laughs> it was insane. Twitter was blowing up. Absolutely insane. Yeah. And and look, then there's that's in Bennett, who I think is still we're recording this. It's now 10, 11, 20 yep. on Tuesday morning. He's still drunk. I'm sure. Have you seen the video of him on Good Morning America? No, no, I didn't. Oh man, he is in rough shape right now. Like I love me too. His story. I, I don't crazy. understand why they make these guys come on like the early morning like national like news shows yeah don't you just want a national title you're a college kid what yeah. do you think they're doing right like they're not going to bed and respecting curfew and just saying <laughs> a party on the flight home no yeah, yeah. like it, it, there was a moment they were asking him how much he slept he's like a little bit maybe not a little bit 
I haven't really slept much. And it's just like that guy, that guy's like 60% fireball right now. Oh, sure. And, I got to go back and watch that. After yeah. I mean, the, the clip is everywhere. He's just, his eyes are barely open. And it's like yeah. this, this kid grew up. His dream as a kid was, I would have won a national championship for Georgia. And, and last night, even while he was doing it, mm -hmm. every joke on the timeline, every joke in the group chat was like, man, he's going to love these moments when he's selling insurance at State Farm in two years because nobody thinks he's going to be like an NFL quarterback or anything. Yeah. So, yeah, he's 60% fireball right now. For sure. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. <laughs> and I would be too. That's what I, I, would, be I would be too. <laughs> yeah. I'd be like 90% fireball if I did something yes. like that. So, yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh. This is crazy. This was a fun episode. We kind of yeah. went completely out of order. We went like I said, all over the place. We covered a ton. About the Cowboys game. We don't even uh, need I showed up. I showed off some playbook stuff. There you go. Yes. I mean, for everybody watching on YouTube. So, look, yeah. they could win this game. They yeah. could win this game, but it's going to be a, it's going to be a tough ask. It's yeah. going to be a tough ask. Hertz is going to have to play the yeah, game of his NFL it. career. Um, you're going to have to confuse the greatest quarterback of all time. Yeah. But, this is why they pay you the big bucks. Go out there and win a game like this. Yeah. And it'll be interesting because if the Eagles can pull away, pull off this upset, next they have Green Bay. Yeah. At Lambeau Field. So. Which I'm, which I'm sure will be a balmy two degrees. Yes. In a week. Yes. And, you know, given that it's the Packers, that's probably one of the primetime games. Yeah. So you get a night game at Lambeau on the road uh, in January. Yeah. Yeah. Enjoy oh, like two degrees. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, we got to go through the Tampa Bay Buccaneers first. So yep. this game will be taking place on Sunday, January 16th at one o'clock PM. Immediately after that game, we will have the BGN instant reaction show. So tune in for that. Don't forget to rate, leave a review, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Follow both of us on Instagram. Uh, you can follow me at Rachel Monique, and you can follow Mark at Mark Schofield. Also follow uh, Bleeding Green Instagram on Insta and uh, BGN underscore radio on Twitter. But do you have any last words, Mark? Well, look, it, it's playoff times. You get yourselves in. If you're the Eagles, you got a shot. You got a puncher's chance. Sometimes that's all you need. We've seen teams win multiple games on the road to get to the postseason. Matter of fact, last year, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they won at Washington. They won at New Orleans. Like They won three straight road games to get to a Super Bowl. So it can be done. Mm -hmm. It's not impossible. It's going to take near perfection. And that's what we're going to be hoping for. So, go Birds.